Welcome to the podcast, Estate Planning with Paul Rabelais, where we'll discuss the latest and simplest legal strategies and tactics available for you to protect your estate for yourself and your family, all in easy-to-understand terms. It's all about protecting your estate now, so you and your loved ones can reap the benefits later. And now your host, estate planning attorney, Paul Rabelais. Hey everybody, I'm Paul Rabelais and here to talk about part three of our three-part podcast on who will pay for your long-term care expenses. So I've spent many, many years having many, many conversations with people about their long-term care expenses. And and like I said, this is part three. Um, Just some of the background, um, according to a government website, longtermcare.gov, says somebody turning 65 today has a 70% chance of needing long-term care services in their remaining years. Somebody turning 65 today has a 20% likelihood they'll need long-term care, long-term care services for more than five years. Those services are expensive. Uh, every area is a little bit different. Depends on your state, your town, um, the kind of care that you need. So, But just to generalize things, <clears throat> I'm making this podcast from my home state of Louisiana um, typical long-term care costs um, in our area, about $5,500 a month. Good website that Genworth put out projects future long-term care ex- expenses. They project in our area 20 years from now, 2038. Maybe for this is for somebody who's 55 or 60 years old and they're trying to project what that care would cost in the future. Genworth predicts it's going to cost more than $10,000 a month, and I got to think they're probably right. So in our previous parts to the podcast, in part one, we, uh, well, let me go back, because there's really three different people or entities who um, cover long-term care expenses. Uh, One is the government two is insurance companies, and three is just people paying it out of their own pocket. So in part one, we talked about how and when the government provides for that care. We talked about uh, Medicaid programs, and you can go back to part one and listen about some of the details about how, based on assets that you have, based on income that you have, based on uh, if and when you... transferred assets out of your name, all of those factors play into um, whether the government through its Medicaid program will cover that, you know, significant monthly expense. Then in part two, we talked about uh, how insurance companies, uh, people have owned insurance products which cover all or part of those long-term care expenses. And we took a look at a hypothetical couple that was 59 years old. And we looked at a couple of the examples from traditional long-term care insurance to uh, asset-based long-term care, which is often long-term care coupled with life insurance. So we looked at some uh, kind of good examples there to give people an idea of what they can expect. But this one is when it really hurts and when people have neither one of the first two options, so they're forced to pay that care out of their own pocket. And I wanted to share with you some of the observations that I've seen as family members deal with that. So here's what I've observed. I've observed 
uh, people getting mad. And they get mad when they have to put their husband or their wife or their mother or their father or some other loved one uh, either in a facility or they need to, to get care in the home. But we really see them get irked when they have to put their loved one in a facility often because they just can't take care of that loved one themselves and that loved one needs, you know, 24/7 care maybe around the clock and the only place to get that would be in some type of facility or nursing home. And you know, you see the family writing out a a check every month for $5500 for $6000 I remember a gentleman uh, approached me. I was about to give a presentation at a um, at a Louisiana State Bar sponsored continuing education, and I was going to speak on uh, this topic that we're talking about. And he said that he'd been paying a nursing home mm, just outside of the New Orleans area um, eighteen thousand dollars each month because both of his parents were you know, were in the facility. And that's that's what it cost. And um, one of his parents had just passed away, and really all of the funds uh, were gone. They had started with several hundred thousand dollars. In fact, the the lawyer who was telling me about it said he was really you know expecting that to be his kind of retirement uh, plan. The law practice didn't go quite as well as he'd hoped. But that was all gone, and it was just really you know too late to do anything. They had to eat up, you know, all their IRAs and all their retirement accounts. So it just irritates families to have to incur that expense, spend their life savings, especially when they see other uh, families getting what they call a free ride. So either through advanced planning or lack of savings, um, you know, you see a family paying uh, $6,000 a month for mom who's in a facility. And then right next door is another person who's paying zero and getting exactly the same kind of care. In fact, no one in the facility even knows other than perhaps the administrators whether those uh, nursing home patients are private pay or Medicaid recipients. So it, it just eats at families when, uh, boy, they have to incur this significant expense. What also eats at families is if they are not provided either, the care is not provided either through Medicaid or through insurance um, products, when they can't take care of their family member in their home and the family member needs 24-7 care. And so... That care, the price tag on that care, easily in excess of you know ten thousand dollars monthly, and families often have to incur that because the children they either they either can't or they you know they don't have the capability. Maybe they're not in the same geographic area, or they just don't want to you know be the ones to be that caregiver. And have to, you know, feed, dress, bathe, clean up after their their parent. So they've got to get that twenty four seven care, and um, you know, it's about ten thousand dollars a month. And and some families, you know, in an f in an effort to try to 
save some of that expense, they they do often step up and have the family take care of that parent or other loved ones. And then what I always see there is the ones, the family members, the children, for example, who are providing the care are mad at the ones who don't provide the care. You know, uh, Cindy says, I go to dad's house every day before work, after work. I take care of him. I change him. I make sure he gets, you know, bathed. And Johnny, who lives 45 minutes away, 10 minutes away, three hours away, only comes once a month. Uh, and he doesn't really do anything. And so it, it, it strains family relationships when um, there's, there's no planning in advance and families feel like they have to step up and do a lot of that physical labor because they don't want the parent in most circumstances to, to have to deplete their life savings. So just, just um, turns into some difficult circumstances. Okay, so what do you do? As I finish up this part three of this three-part series on who will pay for who will pay your long-term care expenses, every circumstance is different, but there's no doubt in my mind that just like anything else in life, you need to plan ahead. Uh, you can define what planning ahead means, but um, if I had to pick an an age, you know, group that should start getting serious about um, their potential for needing long-term care and the expenses associated with that are certainly people in their early 60s. Um, if they haven't gotten serious by then, they better start getting serious then for a couple of reasons. That's when health, you know, you've probably passed your prime on your health and things start to happen. Also, you're, you're in your 60s, you're past your prime on uh, getting the ideal type of long-term care co coverage, if that's something that's appropriate for you. And you're probably going to be sneaking up on this, um, boy, what if we got sick in the next five years, you know, conversation. What if we had a stroke, got in an accident, something happened. And so early 60s, you know, is when we see a lot of people start to get serious about having a conversation. What certainly wouldn't hurt and likely to help if you even do it before then, even significantly before then. Once you get in your 70s and 80s, your, your options start to get limited. So um, really planning ahead is the key, having a conversation, getting some help. This is an area because there's, um, there's legal strategies that you can take, of, take advantage of. There's financial strategies that you can take advantage of. Uh, and there are things that might affect your uh, children and their lifestyles and what they're doing that uh, you, need, you need to get some help. You can't necessarily make all of these decisions by yourself. So you may need uh, some lawyer help. Uh, you may need some help with people who really understand these insurance options. And you probably ought to get your family involved 
in these decisions. If you have children, for example, or those people who may be either providing the care or making sure that you're receiving the care. And because it's complicated and because there's so many factors and variables and people that would be involved, you got to make sure you don't become a victim of the you know paralysis by analysis and knowing that you have many different options and within options there are other options that uh, you 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 work with the right people and make well informed decisions and so go you know going back to for example the legal strategies you know you need to work with somebody who understands all of that um, Medicaid qualification all those Medicaid eligibility manuals and so if you're in Louisiana you're probably going to work with you know somebody like myself but if you're in another state there are lots of really good attorneys in many in in every state that can uh, walk you through what those decisions and are and then help you implement you know, a plan to make sure all of that's covered. All right, so I hope that helps, our three-part series and uh, on paying for long-term care. Uh, you got the government, you got insurance, you got your own nickel. And, um, and but again, uh, leave you with the instructions to plan ahead, get some help, don't be overcome by or a victim of paralysis by analysis. Have a plan, have peace of mind, Know that, you know, your future is taken care of and then, um, you know, you can focus on the relationships and other things that uh, are important in your life. All right. Y'all take care.